Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Well, welcome to the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update for December 28th, 2015. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening via podcast, come over to our website at uh, lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. Join our mailing list, get your free report, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Successful Trader, and sign up for this free weekly webinar. Also, while you're there, please check out our trading programs. We have the Super Simple Spread Trades, the M3, the Bearish Butterfly, the Rock, the M21, and APM Squared. This update, we're going to cover four trades from our various trading systems. We're going to be covering the Bearish Butterfly the M3, uh, a rock trade, and a V-Condor. It's something that we've gone over real-time for years, and, uh, and the past presentations are posted on our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com. So announcements for this month is uh, make sure that you uh, are aware that the Trading Triangle Live uh, in Hawaii registration is open. And it's going to be June 21st to 24th at the McKenna Beach and Golf Resort in Maui, Hawaii. And if you're interested in coming, time's running out, so come on over and make sure you register for that. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's just get moving here. Taking a look at the markets, last week I was basically saying that the Dow, in particular, if we switch over to the Dow Jones, was in a bit of a precarious situation here. So if we come to the Dow, we were here, uh, came down pretty hard into this major support level, and I was thinking if we broke down from here, things were going to get pretty ugly in the market. So I was a little bit concerned that that might happen. Uh, you know, I didn't call any direction here, but I'm just saying if it comes down, it's going to be ugly, so hopefully it goes up. And uh, we end up getting a decent uh, three-day bounce off of that, which is actually a, a, a good thing for the markets. Um, better than an alternative. That obviously produced a bounce in the Russell. And the Russell being relatively weak, it was a fairly aggressive bounce. Now, this has put us kind of in the middle of nowhere as far as in our ranges. We're in this general range between you know 1100 and 1210 here in the Russell, and we're in the middle there. If we take a look at the the NDX, we're also kind of in the middle of its range 
and that's true for the Dow as well and for the SPX. So that be, although we are a little bit, it may arguably at some resistance level at the SPX, but in general, we're kind of in the middle of this range. A decent move in either direction, really 50 points in the Russell is really not terribly meaningful to the long-term direction of the market. And we're not really in a place where we can actually call a direction. So seasonally this time of year, the markets tend to drift up. Uh, in, the absence, if the, in the absence of anything else, I would say that's probably what we're going to get. Also keeping in mind, however, the market's been relatively weak for the seasonally uh, thus far. So that being the case, we're just kind of drifting in the middle of nowhere's land. There's really nothing to call direction on here. Uh, it's just kind of a wait and see. I wouldn't be surprised if the markets just kind of stall a little bit. Uh, I really don't have anything for you as far as directional predictions at this time. So that's, um, you know, that, that's what we're saying. If the market rolls over here, it'll probably run back to 1110. You know, if it, if it continues to drift up, we're probably going to slow our pace down a little bit, but probably drift up into the, at least the 1190-1200 area. So that's my thoughts with that. All right, let's move to our trades here. So this is the January bearish butterfly we had on. Um, this was actually closed Wednesday. If you remember last week, I was basically saying 21 days was Christmas Day. So uh, obviously we weren't going to be trading out of the trade at that point. But I was basically saying I'm going to make my call on the 23rd on whether to pull this trade or not. And if it was over 10% of our planned capital, then I would do that. So here, looking at this, this trade is up. I think it was 70, $7,200. Let me get an exact number for you guys here. Uh, it was closed out at $7,150. So this ended up being closed out at a $7,150 profit for about 14.3% of planned capital. Uh, a bit of a pain of a trade. I think we started in this. We actually rolled, let's see, we started at the 1150 area. We ended up adding... I think we may have even ended up rolling. I think we added and rolled. Then the market came down. We had to pull, pull the position off a little bit. Uh, and then I think we had to do an actual rollback. So um, we got moved around a little bit. But uh, all in all, a good trade. Never really gave us too much trouble. I don't think it was ever drawn down very much. So, um, so nice trade for that. The M3 trade got no adjustments till Thursday. But I'll show it to you here as of Wednesday. This is what the position looked like on Wednesday. This one also got moved around a bit this month, but uh, thus far. But um, we're coming in fairly close to our profit target numbers here. So on, um, but we haven't hit them yet. So we're still in the trade. So on Thursday, the market was up at 12:30. We made an adjustment decision at 12:30. So if I move to that point, this is what the position looked like. Our delta was fine. However, we were negative theta. We were negative vega. Position looked like uh, this here. And if you remember, we were actually monitoring these positions on the EI uh, OIO model for now. And, and remind me later, if I don't tell you, we'll talk about the option view um, situation going on right now. Uh, but anyway, here is uh, this particular trade. And... Uh, what I did here is I just did a roll-up. I rolled up 30 points to 11.20. So I'm just going to click this off here. You can see we rolled up 
to 11-20 butterflies with 5, 11-20, 11-30 verticals, 5, 11-20, 11-40 verticals. And the call is still in the same place that it was. It could be rolled up if you wanted to, but uh, I have not done that as of yet. Trade is, as of Thursday, up about 4,200. Realistically, I'll show you my the position is right here. Realistically, if the market backs off a little bit today, uh, or does anything but go up or go down really hard, this is likely going to be pulled off profit target today or tomorrow. If it does come into the $5,000 range, it will be removed. So here is what we have thus far. And I'll show you the T-log on that just so we have that. Okay. Let's see. We also had a January rock trade on, which again got no adjustments till Thursday. I will show you this rock trade on Thursday. This was in an M3 position as well. Here, this I don't think we've done a whole lot to. Yeah, this this trade was basically entered. It had a minor adjustment here on the 24th. It was entered on the 16th, minus minor adjustment on the 24th, uh, which was Thursday. So this is where we were sitting. We're just simply, we're still inside the tent, I believe, actually. Yeah, well, we're at the edge of the tent here. But we are over our maximum delta range on this particular trade of minus, um, about minus 75 at the edge of the tent is usually what we run. Usually a rock trail that run a little bit more negative, but certainly minus 110 at the edge of the tent is a little high. So came in here at 5, 11, 20, 11, 40 verticals, which looks like that. We just cut ourselves down to about minus 50. And we're in a position that looks like this. So this is a really nice looking M3 type of a trade. If Unless the market gets up into the 1180 range, this is basically going to stay an M3 trade. If we do pop up into that range, then this will be pushing into a rock configuration. But for right now, this is what we got. And let's see, what else we have? We have a January V Condor, which got no adjustments. So we'll just take a look at what that is. Remember, this the market went down enough here earlier in the month to uh, have to buy back two of these calls and then return right to the center. Again, the choppiness of this market is not the optimal market for, for a V-trade. Uh, generally, the last three months, I think we've been doing okay, but we have not been having any stellar returns, but we've been, we've, we've been, uh, it's been very mild, very easy to manage. Here is what the position currently looks like. It's currently negative theta, which we allow within the guidelines of the trade. There's really nothing to do here until we hit positive 50 delta when the market starts coming up, in which case we can start widening the um, widening the V out. But this is where the position sits here. Just to review the T-log, all we had was an entry and then buying back two of these, uh, two of these puts on the down move. So this trade... You know, it's been going easily. It just uh, hasn't been really gaining a whole lot just as of yet. So those are what we have for our January positions. We also had a February V Condor, which started out. Uh, this is not right for profit and loss. Um, option view is losing that strike. So let me just go back in time a little bit and come forward. Ah, okay. So that's more like it. So this trade was put on on the 18th, and it has had no adjustments as of yet, 
and it looks like this. If the market continues to go up really quickly, we're going to end up buying back some of these uh, some of these calls. As of right now, though, everything uh, everything's within parameters, and there's really nothing to do here. So that is the February V Condor. We uh, on Friday was 56 days to expiration. I said I was going to enter everything on Wednesday, which I did. So if we take a look at the entries for let's see two trades, we have the bearish butterfly, and we have an M3 trade which actually look like really nice entries, by the way. So let me push to the February bearish butterfly, which is going to be here. I just entered 10 11.30 butterflies. We got a delta of about minus 76. We have a cost of about 10.50. Um, I'm exactly 20 points back. I had a, I had a choice. I could have gone with the 11.20s, the 11.50s, or the 11.40s. Really, I think the 11.50s are a little bit closer than I like. The 11.40s are a little bit further back than I like. But um, so we're kind of in the middle there. I just chose to go with the 11. Uh, I'm sorry, the 11.30s were a little bit closer than I like, and the 11.20s would have been a little bit further away than I like. So I just decided to go with I decided to go with the 11.30s with this here. And, you know, what's the choice, really? I mean, it's just kind of a flip of a coin with that. I mean, there's really nothing. Um, we don't know what's going to happen uh, with the markets here. So uh, we never know which one is a better choice. But it may or may not make a difference, too. It depends on, on what the market does. So that is um, that's that particular trade. And then, of course, we have the uh, M3 trade. So if I go to the M3 trade, I actually entered the M3 a little further back. The M3 trade was, um, I went with 12 butterflies, and I went back to the 1120 to the 30 points back. That helps offset the um, the downside risk from the calls, getting the butterflies back a little bit more. Again, that was kind of a borderline call there, but this is a little bit further back than, I, than normal. Well, not really, but it's 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 to, it's to the further backside than normal. And like I said, I bumped to twelve butterflies. I did one call here at nine ninety. Gives us a nice position. It looks like this nice flat T plus zero line, at least on the EI OIO chart. So here is the the call for that. And taking a look at our T log, I'll just put that up there for you. So those are, that was all entered on Wednesday. So that is really all we have for trades. <clears throat> Not a whole lot of action going on. Like I said, it's a short week, and we got a good uh, push-up last week, so a little bit of up adjustments. But other than that, it's fairly calm. Uh, as far as option view goes, you know, between myself and uh, and you guys, uh, who you guys who actually put the pressure on option view. They have decided to go back to the old original model. So he's got a beta. They've released some beta testing um, of the old model to make sure that it's working okay to some of my students over the weekend. It looks like it's probably fine. If um, if they do come out with the update for that this week, which I would I would expect them to do as soon as all the testing's done, then um, we'll be going back to going to the variable model for the um, for the trade update demonstrations so that is yeah that's a that's a really good um, that's really good 
for us. It, it was just a pain in the neck. So hopefully when they do that, they actually stay at that model. Also, I'm aware that ONE has a beta model that's about ready. And from what um, the students and some other people have been doing, is testing pretty good. So uh, hopefully we'll also have the ONE option available to us uh, within the next week or two. So very hopeful on both those fronts. And, and you know, we'll get these modeling things straightened out. We can get you know back to our back trading and um, testing and all that other stuff and, and just monitor these a little bit more regularly. Uh, I know I'll feel better when, uh, when, that, uh, when that happens. But that's, um, that's the story with uh, Option View and with ONE. So improvements are coming with analytics for the new year. And, uh, and we should be off to a great start. So let's just take a look at, uh, at, see if we have any questions. So that's all we have for trades. And like I said, the markets are kind of in the place where they're just kind of becoming, probably going to be drifting around a little bit. Uh, questions here, I just got a couple in the last minute. Let's take a quick look at these. Uh, I saw that your adjustments were made to your bearish butterfly trade. I was wondering if it lowers the profit in a major way. A lot of it, oh, yeah, it depends, right? So yeah, if you look at the December bearish butterfly trade, there were a lot, there was a lot of moving around with that trade. Um, generally, when we're doing, it was, I'm sorry, it was a January bearish butterfly trade. Um, looking at the T-log, you know, we entered, usually you're gonna get really good execution on that. We did an add and a roll. Usually the add is a good execution. A lot of times the roll, you get beat up a little bit in an uptrending market. Um, then the market came down. When the market comes down, you generally you get very, very good execution on butterflies, and usually you'll do better than, better than, um, so the so entry you'll do about normal. The ad you'll do about normal. The roll you you're typically, I mean, this is in general. Typically, you're going to lose a little bit of money doing that. Um, doing rolls when the market's grinding up is just crappy execution. It's just the way that it is. Um, then when you get the reversal to the downside, typically you're going to get really good execution coming out of that. So that was probably, you'd probably pick up on that. A roll back, usually you get very good execution. Usually I can do better than what... Um, what, with what Option View is showing me for prices, and then the exit I can usually do, you know, just as good or better than what Option View is doing. So, realistically, I think that that profit level would be very um, realistic on this particular trade. All right, when trading a bearish butterfly that's getting pressure to the upside, is it okay to add the second fly 30 or 40 points above the first fly as long as the Greeks are in line? Well, right, so. Really what your question is, I mean, it's okay to do anything, right? I mean, it's okay to add it 60 points above. It's okay to do all kinds of stuff, but uh, it depends on what your trade plan is. If you are, um, if you want to create a different trade plan, that's fine. And you add it 40 points up, decide how you're going to manage it from there, though, because you're no longer following the trade plan. And if that's the case, Whenever you modify a trade plan, you should modify your trade plan before your entry. So if you're going to plan to exit, to enter at 30 or 40 points higher, then uh, then that's fine. You should have, um, you need to go back and you need to pack, back test that method so you understand how the position is going to react at that point. And if you're a rock trader and you're under 30 days to expiration and you meet rock criteria guidelines and you add 40 points over, then you, can, you then you know how to manage it. If you are not a rock trader or if you're adding 40 points above in a 
um, in a market where you don't meet rock entry criteria, you don't know how it reacts. So you're going to want to go in and do a lot of back testing doing that so you understand what you're actually doing and how the position is going to, um, how, how it's going to, how the profit and loss is going to react with, uh, with market moves. That's going to tell you what Greeks you can be using and so forth. Uh, it's time to say thank you personally for all your input this year and all your engagement in the new community forum. Thank you very much, gents. Appreciate that. Um, wish you the best for 2016. Thank you. Uh, for annual planning, do I have for uh, for annually planning? Do I have the same estimated returns as the last year on each strategy? Okay, yeah. So I did not actually make my spreadsheet up officially yet for 2016, but everything is going to be the same. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have the same expected annual returns for next year. I've, I've had the same on all these strategies since I started showing them on the website. And except for the bearish butterfly, we lowered that from 120% to 90. And the reason for that is, is because when the program came out, we started taking reduced profit targets. That does cut into your returns a little bit. So we cut that back down to um, to a 90% um, return for the year. So, but other than that, everything's been the same pretty much since since we started. And it's uh, other than the, the the actual account size. The account size is going to stay the same though. We're just we're just going to keep it there and do the same thing over and over again, so that we can get consistent um, results from the same size. All right, I think that's everything. I uh, thank you for your questions, everybody. I hope everybody has a fantastic new year. Okay, what kind of pricing would be looking for to enter a February bearish butterfly this week? Uh, it depends on if you go 20 or 30 points behind. I went in at 10:50 on Wednesday. I think you could have done, a, and that was exactly 20 points behind. Uh, I would imagine if you're closer to 30, you'd probably be closer to the $8. Actually, I, I know because we did a uh, the M3 trade, right? So on Wednesday, actually, I don't even have to do that. I can just kind of put it in here. So, right, this is running around 9.50. Yeah, which is, that's why we had to do extra, but well, we, we, could, we were able to do extra butterflies when we did the... Um, when we did the trade for the M3 trade, because they were only 9.50, but yeah, nine, 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 between nine and eleven dollars, I would say eleven dollars would be high, nine dollars would be low. But uh, you know, if you can get in the market when the market is, if we have a, a big uptick, uptick today, so um, we get a, you know some strong buying pressure, you could probably do really well getting in those. If you, if we don't, and it's down pressure, you're going to have to pay a little bit more. Uh, I generally tend to, I, I like to enter bearish butterflies when the market's screaming up. You get really, really good pricing on them. Um, you know, the way we do them in the update, we just do them at, the, at a certain date. But realistically, in my trade plan for my bearish butterflies, I'm looking anywhere from 65 to 45 days, and I'm looking for the market to be screaming up um, as much as possible. And you can get in really, really good there. Uh, let's see if we have any other quick questions. All right. Well, we'll see you. It looks like we're all set. Thank you. Uh, have a great new year, everybody, and a great week trading, and we'll talk to you in 2016.